Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. This is The Great America Show, and we're thrilled you're with us today. Welcome to the show. And today, we're talking about just how much we can trust our electoral system, and the people who run elections all across the country, the importance of all of us getting involved at the local level as volunteers to be sure we have eyes on this election and on anyone who would cheat us out of our democracy. With close elections all across the country, and one in particular in Pennsylvania, the too-close-to-call GOP Senate primary there, where Dr. Oz has a slight lead over McCormick by fewer than 2,500 votes. Cleaning up our elections is now absolutely essential to the survival of our republic. There have been two documentaries already this year on what happened in 2020, Dave Bossie's Rigged and Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 Mules. And Mike Lindell is supporting efforts in a number of states to challenge in court voting machines to eliminate them. Lindell believes strongly that the best way to assure the integrity of our elections is to go back to the paper ballot and have one day to vote, one day only. No drop boxes, no vote by mail, no nonsense. Oh, yes, and voter ID as well. Our guest today on The Great America Show is a national leader in the fight to restore integrity and security to our elections. She's Catherine Engelbrecht, the head of True the Vote, whose work is a central feature of the documentary 2000 Mules. We'll be talking about ballot harvesting, ballot trafficking, and the mules who run fraudulent ballots back and forth to the drop boxes, and much more. Catherine Engelbrecht, it's great to have you back with us on The Great America Show. 2,000 mules having a heck of an impact. We're hearing lots of people now giving credit to you and to uh, 2,000 mules for some changes in attitude and direction uh, that gives us some hope. Uh, for some considerably improved election integrity. Um, give us a sense how 2000 Mules is doing uh, and, uh, your, and how you judge the success of the impact you're having. Oh, great question. Well, I hear that it is doing very, very well. Um, I'm not certain of the actual stats uh, comparatively, but it's, it's one of the top streaming movies in the, I want to say I've been told in the world, which seems like a lot, but, but it's, it's, it's going great guns. And so we're thrilled about that. Um, as far as the, the impact, uh, and, and what we're seeing, uh, on that front, I mean, I think the thing that I am, I'm, first of all, I'm very, very encouraged and, and I'm encouraged, um, specifically about, uh, the actions of the American people who, who we have seen just, you know, pouring, pouring over into our site and into our socials and saying, what can we do? And, and taking, taking constructive action and really focusing on uh, where the breakdown in process is occurring in their local elections and how they can be a part of um, addressing that. And that's really what it takes to, to get this back to a, to a more level playing field for all 
American voters. And so I'm, I'm very encouraged that people are, are seeing ways that they can have a positive impact and engaging. That's, uh, that's what we hope for. And, um, and that's what we're achieving. The Arizona election fraud investigation, it seems like a direct response to 2000 mules, uh, your judgment. Well, uh, I want to give credit where credit is due. They have, they have been working diligently. We, we, we came into that situation in 2021 and they have been working diligently. Um, you know, we have been able to help and provide information, but, um, and I think the timing, uh, is, is, uh, in some ways connected with the exposure of the movie, but all that said, look, the, I mean, there's far too few law enforcement, uh, agents out there that are looking uh, seriously at election crimes. And so I applaud Yuma County and all they're doing. Um, and, you know, and I think it's going to, I think it's going to start a trend. I hope. Well, Yuma County is, uh, is, you know, right on the, in the heart of what is going on in this country as a border county in a border right. state uh, with, you know, engaged in every in corruption on both sides of that border and fighting for electoral integrity on top of that. Uh, it, it is something of an epicenter for 21st century American politics, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it, um, you know, we spent a lot of time in, in communities in Yuma County, and I must tell you, it's uh, it's very revealing that uh, these communities are are sort of kept in a way by local elected officials who uh, really run the table with all manner of government programs and and uh, dollars that that come into those programs. And part of that pay for play to have access to those programs for voters is their participation uh, with their ballot. And so that's a, that's a grift that goes very deep. And um, we're, we're just, we're so happy to see it being called out for what it is because it's uh, it's voter abuse. At the end of the day, this is, this is targeting the most vulnerable communities and it's abusive. And um, we're just happy that it's being seen for what it is. Well, you're you're giving everyone an opportunity to see what this electoral fraud is, uh, and particularly uh, ballot uh, trafficking, uh, which is a, a great expression for given again Yuma County, uh, a border county. Again, uh, they're used to all sorts of trafficking, whether it's drugs or human smuggling, sex trafficking, uh, That's right. uh, and and ballot trafficking, the corruption. Uh, there's an, a sense that corruption sort of stops with the ballot, but it really doesn't, does it? I mean, we're we're looking at a, a political party, and I'm talking about the Democrats, that are involved in all sorts of political corruption, but also uh, very real, ugly, criminal uh, uh, trafficking and smuggling and drugs. Uh, because anytime you take a pro-open borders position, a pro-illegal immigration position. You're basically saying turn that border over to the cartels, aren't you? Well, I, I mean, it's um, it's a very dangerous situation. It's it's a it's a it's a very overwhelming situation, and people in Yuma County and and border towns, you know, across our country um, are seeing it for what it is. And um, you know, I mean. The other thing I've learned uh, in this process is, you know, the sad fact is both parties are 
engage in, in this in different ways from, from what we can tell. But if you are complicit and you know it's happening and you're doing nothing to stop it, and again, specifically now talking about um, the election fraud that, that both parties know is going on, whether you're engaging in it or you're just allowing it to continue, uh, you're complicit and um, that needs to be called out too. This is, it's gone on too long. Our process has become uh, too weakened uh, by the layers of uh, calculated chaos, uh, never more so than in 2020. And, um, you know, I mean, you look at any other industrialized countries in the world and the, their election process, and, and we look like a third world country uh, by comparison. And, and, and something's got to give. Yeah, uh, President Biden's chief of staff was making a reference to the French elections in which Macron came back and uh, beat a, a candidate who never was given by anyone who was following uh, affairs in, in France, uh, given much of a chance. Uh, but he, uh, he talked about, well, that must mean that the president has a good shot. But he left out something, and that is the French actually have a voter identification system that is very rigid and very thorough and which we don't have anything approaching that. And no matter what that vote outcome, there was going to be a high level of confidence that whoever had the highest number of votes, whether uh, it was Marine Le Pen or whether it was uh, Emmanuel Macron, uh, they're going to be the winner. We don't have that anymore in this country. No, that's that's exactly right and it's by design um you know we look at look at any other facet of our lives where we live in the age of, of amazon one click right where we can have things delivered accurately and, and efficiently um and everybody agrees that a certain level of identification is required in that a certain level of identification is required with twitter where you have to upload your id i mean there's there's myriad examples where where we accept that identification is is appropriate, but yet in elections somehow it, it becomes this political football, just like you know this protracted period of time for elections and the removal of signature, you know the, the push for mail ballots and the removal of signature verifications and other checks and balances. I mean, no country does this except us, and it's because. I believe uh, you know, it, it plays to the advantage of the politicos that know how to subvert and manipulate a weak process. And until the American people stand up and say, look, we see what you're doing and we're not going to take it anymore, it's going to continue. So now is that time. And that's what we hope 2000 Mules is constructive in illustrating. It's being abused. All of these these um, notions that this is just for convenience and to make it easy to vote. It's being abused, and now we have to get serious about correcting it to to uphold the sanctity of that vote for all voters. You know, one aspect of that is convincing a voter block uh, that you're on their side, and this is what's best for you, as the Democrats have done for decades now. But I, what I understand is why the minority, uh, in this case, uh, African Americans, continue to believe the nonsense spewed by uh, the Democratic Party, which is, it, it's sort of a bigotry of low expectations. They actually represent to the rest of the country that African-Americans aren't smart enough, aren't uh, uh, economically secure enough to afford voter identification. That's an insult, I would think, beyond compare in modern America. 
Well, you know, I I absolutely agree with that statement, but um, I'll also tell you that the the view from the ground is that uh, the Republican Party does itself no favors by not uh, walking in community in 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 minority areas or areas of 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 a profile that don't necessarily uh, necessarily vote Republican. They need to, they need to be in those areas with a pro liberty message winning hearts and minds, because if they're not, then those communities never hear from Republicans and never hear that there are options and, and it becomes a one way street. So, you know, you've got to You've got to walk in people's lives. And, and you know, the, the old saying, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. You've just got to show up. And I know that there's a balance there. But look, most Americans, the, the vast majority want for liberty. They want for freedom. They want for their kids to have opportunities. They, they, they want to have opportunities for success. And sure, there are some that don't, but for the most part, we are a lot more alike than we are different. And, it, and I believe it's going to fall now to the American people to find our way back together. We still are going to have two parties and there will still be differences of opinion, but we've got to find a way back. And I think that, that starting with election integrity is a great step in the right direction. I do too. And I agree with you. Uh, absolutely. I do think that we're going to have to put severe penalties in place. We're yes. going to have to create incentives. And by incentives, I mean reasons not to do something as well. Right, right. Uh, this is, it's outrageous that you can traffic ballots, change the course of history, uh, and, and have no penalty for it because you were just playing dirty tricks. Uh, th- th- this, you know, the expression itself trivializes what the impact of such uh, acts are, whether it's ballot harvesting, uh, ballot trafficking, whether it is drop boxes. It almost sounds quaint and cute uh, at various points. And you get to extend your voting uh, voting day to, to voting seasons. Uh, right. It's it's an absurdity. And we don't have either party right now with the appetite or the incentive to do anything about it. You would think Republicans would have the sense to do it because it right now appears to be in their interest to do so, given where the abuse is most uh, often fa- falling. But the left, the left in this country uh, is being aided, as you say, by a, a, an indolent and indifferent uh, Republican National Committee and Republican leadership, frankly, in both ha- houses on Capitol Hill. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, we've we've been working on this project since early 2021, and I could I could fill up your time until the sun went down and came up again in the morning with the with the blocks that we have met with from from specifically from the Republican side, um, trying to prevent this information from coming out uh, for for. A handful of reasons, but but chiefly among them is this notion that you know we just need to kick this down the road. Twenty twenty is over, and and you know, better luck next time. But the problem is the 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 issues that we're facing don't correct themselves. They become codified in the system of of institutionalized fraud, and we never stop and and, and do the hard work of saying, wait, what what's really going on here? We just keep, you know, we just keep kicking it down the road and, and we're reached, we have reached that 
that tipping point where we have to dig deep and say we the, the system of our elections is is it 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 must be fortified or we're going to lose it. I mean, right now, I'll tell you. I mean, you have lawsuits all over the country. You know, while while you know we're sort of turning in circles with our with our information and trying to to uh, inform people. Um, you have you have far left groups all over the country that are suing in states as they always do to prevent the cleaning of the voter rolls, uh, suing to remove citizenship checks. Um, but in, in one instance, I can tell you a, a very well-known group is paying off the medical debt of voters. All of these things should be pursued aggressively. And, and, and some of that has to happen in court, some of it in the court of public opinion, but they're not stopping. And, and that raises the question because all of your good work, bringing all of this to, to the surface and forcing people to, if we could, if we could only get Republican and, uh, and corporatist media outlets uh, to, to see uh, 2000 meals, for example, to be reporting on what you discover. Uh, I mean, we talk, you and I talked what uh, uh, in the fall, about mm-hmm. what was going on in Georgia, all of that you had brought forward uh, and that is laid out in 2000 mules. I mean, we were talking about that. Now I'm going to say it was nine months ago, something out in that order. And and in Georgia, they are, it seems wrestling with it, but I haven't heard a clear direction in the state of Georgia to how they're cleaning it up. Have you? Well, um you know, I'm, I'm very, I was, I was very heartened when um, the direction was that, you know, they came, came forward and said, you know, that they were going to open investigations on the basis of uh, cre- credible evidence. Uh, that was a very encouraging moment in January um, based upon complaints that we had filed in November and a much longer conversation, you know, that you and I shared some months ago about all of the you know, hits and misses of trying to figure out the appropriate process. That said, uh, we are at a bit of a stalemate right now, and it and it's it's a, a very difficult situation because we've put forward all of our information. We put all of this into complaints, including you know videos with timestamps and and all of the data. Uh, but the one thing that we were very clear with uh, with the state was that we have one uh, informant who had had shared information, and and we cannot. Uh, break the confidentiality of, of that person who has already, you know, been been victimized in, in a lot of ways just by having talked to us the first time. And, and so we've made that very clear. And where we are right now is that um, is that it appears that they want to hang up everything on that one point. That that if if we you know if we can't if we can't divulge that source then they're not going to do anything and, and it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a standoff actually a, a lot of a standoff because we're not going to but but yet we have droves of information watch the movie that shows all manner of things so it's it's you know I, I'm not sure where that's going to end I'm hopeful that cooler heads will will prevail but. Um, this is very, very, very serious business, uh, and the people that are involved in it, um, the bad guys, shall we say, uh, they play for keeps. And anybody that thinks that they can just, you know, you know, throw an investigation together and and unla- you know unearth layers and layers and layers of of a criminal syndicate, 
by, by playing softball with it, they're crazy. This is serious business. And if they don't treat it seriously, you know, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. And, and, and we're going to have to keep pushing it out into the public. And, and we have so many more stories to tell. Uh, and we're going to keep telling them. Well, good for you. And uh, thanks for all that you and True the Vote has, have done. Uh, it's uh, it's an incredible, incredible work that you're doing for the nation. I, I want to just ask you as well about, uh, by the way, speaking about the issue in Georgia, uh, there is a Republican Party in Georgia that is schizophrenic, I believe. <laughs> it is very hard to make sense of anything they're doing, whether it's on voter identification, whether it's on their selection of voting companies uh, to count the votes, uh, whether it is how they are treating the evidence that you put forward, which, by the way, uh, True the Vote has a ton of evidence that is just amazing uh, to, to watch. Uh, and, and to just divert their eyes is not a significant or, or satisfactory way to respond uh, in any way. Speaking of unsatisfactory responses, uh, Republican Speaker Robin, Robin Voss stopped the Gableman investigation, uh, paused it, he said, um, and this investigation goes to the heart of what you're talking about. How was money used to abuse the system? What was happening? Uh, and how did $400 million is, express itself with five cities in the great state of Wisconsin? And just at the point where he is ready to bring charges, Gableman, the special counsel, former chief justice of the Supreme Court in, uh, in Wisconsin, and he pauses the investigation that everybody had been waiting for, and and I and where are we now? It's remarkable what the Republican Party is doing in Wisconsin as well, don't you think? Well, absolutely. And in, in Wisconsin's, you know, we've worked a lot uh, over the years in Wisconsin, and and they've got they've got their work cut out for them. I mean, you know, you that's a same day voter registration state. That has made all kinds of exceptions for, uh, you know, non-cleaning their voter or not cleaning their voter rolls. Uh, you know, set aside lists of of voters that get special privileges. Uh, same day re- registration that that time upon time after the cycle proves up that the people that came in to vote didn't weren't who they said they were. Don't live where they said they lived, and this just goes on cycle after cycle. Um, and I just hope that Justice Gableman, and in, in, in however he can, um, continues to to press on and keep the issue alive. And, and certainly, we're going to be there to help. Um, it's unfortunate that Speaker Voss did that. Uh, I, you know, and, and I don't know exactly what all that really means uh, in terms of you know the cessation or the pause. But I can tell you this: the people in Wisconsin are not pausing. <laughs> they are not pausing. They are furious and they want answers. So it's, you know, it's far from over as, as far as it goes on the ground. And by the way, just a, a little point of history on this thing for our audience. It was the, it was Voss who called for the investigation, empowered Gableman as the special counsel, and now suddenly doesn't like the result, which is uh, he wants uh, charges against a number of individuals who he says are responsible for the nightmare in Wisconsin in 2020. Uh, it's it's really, uh, it's an unthinkable development, frankly, 
and we've seen this sort of grinding to this point in Wisconsin because there's so much opposition to the truth in the state of Wisconsin when it comes to electoral integrity. And I suspect that's what you've been dealing with across the country. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And it's, um, you know, the, 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 the fact is all of the easy choices are in the past on this subject. Uh, the, the, the process of our elections has now been eroded to a point that you can't just go in and fix one thing and expect it all to sort of fall back in line. There are so many layers of subversion that must be identified and, and addressed. Um, this is not going to be an easy process, but I, I continue to come back to my belief that the American people, once they are awake, are, are quick to not only respond to the laws on the books, but to the but to engaging in a process. And I I just I just believe that that you know that good wins here. I just believe that people will wake up and good will win. We have to keep it up. It is again, it's it is not easy. This is a very tedious, granular national conversation, but it's long overdue. So I'm I'm very, very optimistic, but it's gonna be tough. Well, if you're encouraged, I'm encouraged. Uh, but I have to also say, at the same time, drop boxes are still coming uh, in uh, November. Illegal voters are going to be on the rolls. Uh, Month-long voting will still be permitted. Uh, and, yeah, there will be same-day registration. And millions of ballots will be floated out into the, if all places, right. the Postal Service uh, to deliver uh those ballots to people who didn't ask for them, uh, who many of whom are not qualified uh, to to hold them or return them, uh, it's it's a it's still with we're what six months out, and uh, are we going to be ready for this election? Is this is there any reason for us to think the results of this election will be any different than twenty twenty? Well, I think so. Um... You know, we have made improvements in, in, in we've seen legislation across a, a number of states where they are removing drop boxes and they are uh, limiting the, the mail out of ballots. Um, so that's, you know, that's encouraging. Uh, on the voter roll side, um, it's nothing that a little bit of technology couldn't fix. Um, the fact is voter rolls are um, in almost all states are, are open for uh public inspection and and getting those roles and getting them cleaned up using current technology there's there's no reason that we could not uh, run a I mean not to get too deep into it but a parallel set that can show what clean roles look like um, it's done every day in private industry the resolution of identity residency and citizenship it's not a, it's I mean it's a heavy lift just because of the size of the data set but it's totally doable and so necessary so you know that that's a way to expose the problems and then um you know as it as it relates to those states that that aren't making those improvements that they still have drop boxes and still are pushing out mass bailout of ballots um that's those that those are the states where citizens engaging will be incredibly important um and the de the demands for surveillance on those drop boxes which which sadly i mean even though we show video in the in the movie it is a fraction of what it should have been because most states didn't bother to actually use surveillance video or or if, even if they did they didn't keep it 
So it's not going to be perfect, but you know, we got to, we got to start somewhere and we got to keep pushing. Absolutely. I, what are your thoughts about Mike Lindell's idea of just getting rid of electronic voting? Well, I think that that is, I mean, it's certainly it's ambitious, but I will tell you that one of the most, you know, to use a techie term, elegant, um, just, you know, a, a very fluid and efficient process. One of the most elegant processes I've ever seen was in Mexico that, uh, that they, they conduct their elections in all paper, but that paper is equivalent to legal tender. I mean, you, they have microfiche that run through the ballot. Uh, they they have holograms that run through. Every voter gets one. Everybody shows up on election day. They have their IDs. If they don't have their IDs, they don't get to vote. They they they. I mean, there's so many things I could tell you about those elections. Again, they've got their own issues with with the cartels. I, they're they're you know. But in terms of process, you could we could learn a lot. And it points to the fact that it can be done. The technology exists to do it and do it elegantly. Um, but another thing that Mexico does that's very unique is they engage their entire population in working at the polls. They have a lottery. And if you get chosen, you work at the polls and you're a, a member of a, of a team at your, at your, at your polling location. And, and it's an all hands on deck kind of thing. That's something that would necessarily need to, to happen if you're going to go to all paper because it's a it's a labor intensive process, right. so you have to break break it down into smaller groups and up the securities in other ways. But you know, it it certainly takes a you know takes the guesswork out of it because you have the paper trail quite literally. Well, that's you know that's an interesting idea, and I think most people probably are as surprised as I am. I had never heard of that uh, process in Mexico, and you know that's just close enough, if I recall, from Yuma, Arizona to send a couple of emissaries down to Mexico city and get the, get the lay of the land and come back with that, that idea. hundred percent. You know, it the, would the, be a great thing. The rate, the way that I know this is that back in mm, 2013, 2014, somewhere in there, um, you know, when, when one of the main arguments of the day was photo voter identification and I'm in Texas, you know, and, and along the border, the, the, the rhetoric was that this was unfair to, um, uh, the, the Latin community. And I just, I, I knew it not to be the case because simply because all Latin countries have photo voter identification. And so we doggone got on a, got on a plane and went to, to understand how they vote in Mexico. And, and they have a very unique situation in that after a, after a failed presidential election, they formed a body that is a public-private partnership um, that that came up with this new this new process, and um, and at that time they had a like a dormitory that they housed people from other countries to come and learn about their process and to work together to improve process. And I asked them if they had, to your example, to your suggestion, had they ever hosted anybody from America? Um, we were the first organization, according to them the first organization from the U.S. that had ever come to learn. Well, let's, let's light up that idea again. Uh, I love it. I love uh, it. There's a lot There's a lot to learn from other countries, but but to keep it back to our balance, right? So, I mean, you, you have to, we have to 
take take the best of what we can learn from other countries and then bring it back to America, which is the way it's always been, right? The melting pot of America that can find that balance between you know, national security and and, and state sovereignty and, and, and personal liberty. It's there's a balance there to be had, but we we have to stop playing politics. Well, you can play politics with with anything you want. Just leave the elections sacrosanct. Yeah. Yep. And you know the old Stalin quote. You know, yeah. vote vote as much as you you want, as long as I get to decide who counts the votes. <laughs> right. And, right. Uh, and that's worked for a very long time. I want to turn as we wrap up here uh, to just simply what we ex- should expect uh, come November. Uh, the left is continuing its abuse. The right is continuing its neglect and indifference and laziness. Uh, it is it is time for us to get get straight on what has to be done. Uh, I do want to which states I guess I'm going to ask this in a positive manner. Which states will we see the greatest improvement in electoral uh, uh, security? Um, there is really good legislation moving forward in in uh, what's been passed in Texas. It's moving forward in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, um, in in Wisconsin. I'm not sure if they'll get it passed, but but they're trying. Um, in Georgia, they've 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 made some some good strides. Um, they're you know, there, there's some in Missouri had just did some good stuff in legislation or removal of drop boxes. Uh, so, so there are some improvements, but I think the, the 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 difference that will be made in 2022 is for Americans to get out and hold the line in their local elections and and just do what you can um, in the situation that exists. If there are drop boxes, they need to have surveillance. Roles need to be known for what they are um, in terms of uh, the level of inaccuracy. It just needs to be made transparent. And um, and then we just we can't lift our heads up. We have to go straight into 2024, uh, continuing to 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 fight for improvements. Well, I, we encourage our audience, everybody in this audience, always to be involved at the local level, to be full participants. Right. And whether it's a zoning board or the city uh, city council meeting uh, or your school board. Uh, whichever whichever you like, uh, but get into it and uh, be sure that you're available to to work on election day and election night, as in some cases election season, because your voice uh, and your eyes are needed uh, to watch over that process at the local level, uh, and everybody can make a huge contribution uh, to the uh, to the outcome. Uh, we always, Catherine, give our guests the last. Uh, the last word, and uh, you get the last word here. Um, I think my last word for today is that while I know what we're bringing forward and 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 so many other things that that you know hit the airwaves, hit the headlines, seem overwhelming. This country is worth fighting for and and worth working for, worth working for, and worth working with your fellow countrymen. So um, I'm very heartened, and I hope that all your listeners will be, too. It's, it's tough, but it is worth doing. Well said. And, Catherine, uh, thanks so much for all you're doing. You're living, uh, you're living your counsel to the rest of us, and we appreciate all that you and True the Vote has done and will continue to do. Uh, you've been at this for, for many a year, for, I know, at least uh, the last, uh, what, 12, 13 years. Yeah, that's right. 
Catherine, thanks so much for being here on The Great American Show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Catherine Engelbrecht, True the Vote. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here today. With us tomorrow will be John Solomon, the editor of Just the News. We'll be bringing you right up to date on the John Durham investigation and the trial now underway in Washington, in which Durham prosecutors charged Democrat attorney Michael Sussman with lying to the FBI and in playing a key role in the Russia collusion disinformation campaign created by the Clinton campaign apparatus to attack President Donald Trump and which gave rise to the special counsel investigation of President Trump. That's here tomorrow on The Great America Show. Till then, God bless you and God bless America.